Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today we're talking about the Hawks bench. What can we expect and what are the expectations for players 6 through 10 on this Hawks squad? We'll talk about it right here, right now. Kevin Herter on to the get Hawks. it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Let's Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. What's up, folks? How are we living? How are we living? It is Thursday. August 24th, coming to you live from the Hawks Beat Studios. Um, got a pod for you guys today. This is part two of our installment of breaking down the Hawks roster. If you missed part one, that, that part is still kind of valuable, I believe. You know, um, We talked about players uh, kind of 11 to 15, I guess you would say. We talked about two-way players, kind of players in the back of the rotation, just kind of what do we expect, um, what kind of playing time, what kind of role. Um, That's kind of what we talked about in part one. So today, in part two, we're going to talk a little bit about the bench. We're going to talk about the first string bench guys, kind of look at a few numbers. What are we going to expect from these guys? What uh, do we have to look forward to? Just a little brief preview. It's not too much, not a deep dive, not too much as far as uh nerding out i guess i like to say <laughs> we're gonna nerd out a little bit well we're not gonna nerd out too much all right i'm gonna give you a little bit of stats but i'm not gonna give you too much to make it boring <laughs> all right so again this is the hawks beat podcast your source for atlanta hawks basketball uh if you're new to the pod welcome 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 in we uh Thank you for checking us out, man. We appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, we want you to connect with us and uh, 
yeah, connect with us on our socials. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We are on TikTok now, so you can connect with us there as well. So make sure you do that and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Um, there's no major Hawks news that uh, I feel is really pressing. So we're going to get into it. So uh, like I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about the bench today, the bench squad, and this is assuming, all right, so there's going to be a little bit of assumptions here. This is assuming that the Hawks starters are Trey, DeJounte, DeAndre, Sadiq Bey, and Clint Capella. This is assuming those are your five starters. So pending any colossal trade or pending any news about Jalen Johnson breaking in and starting over Sadiq Bay or anything like that. This is kind of what the assumption is. So if, if it's a little off, I mean, that's kind of just how we're operating. Okay. <clears throat> first things first, when you look at the bench and how they performed last year, um, just a few stats, right? A few stats. So when you look at the Hawks team last year, and we used to joke about it a lot. Like, everything was mid for this team. (laughs) Mid, and for the older folks, that means kind of middle of the road. Everything is just middle. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's not great. It's always middle of the road. Anytime you look at a stat for this Hawks team, it was always middle of the road. And um, the same can be true true about their bench. I looked up the scoring for bench, for the bench scoring last year for the Hawks. And guess where they landed? <laughs> guess where they landed? Out of 30 teams, guess where they landed? You would think 15, but nope, they weren't 15. They were 13. But that's still relatively in the middle. You know, kind of right on par for what this team was last year. 41 and 41. Middle of the road. So as far as scoring punch last year with this team, um, they averaged 35 points a game, which was 13th. They were tied with Minnesota and they were one point behind Dallas. So uh, as far as your scoring punch last year, it was just kind of middle of the road, just like everything else. Uh, When you look at their rebounding, their rebounding was kind of middle of the road. They were 18th, which is still kind of close to 15. I still kind of consider that. Um middle of the road you know a lot of these these bench stats were very middle of the road type stats except one area that i found did a little research they were top five in one area do you know what area that was do you know i'm I'm gonna give you a chance to guess here's your chance to guess i'm gonna give you some dead air here's your chance to guess did you guess three-point shooting you're right. If you guess three-point shooting, you are right. The Hawks were ranked fifth in three-point shooting uh, as far as the bench unit is concerned last season, which was really good. I didn't think it was like I didn't think they were going to be that high. Um, fifth in three-point shooting, they thought they shot thirty-seven point eight percent, which was good for top five, and that's a good that's a good stat to hold on to, you know. So those are just how the bench performed last year as a unit. Of course, if you want to get better, 
you're going to need bench play. You're going to need better bench play, right? And so a lot of times the focus is on the starters, is on the star to play better. And while that is ultimately true, um, you need everybody to play better. You need everybody to play better if you want to get out of this middle-of-the-road territory that the Hawks are currently in. So we're going to start with the top, man. We're going to start with Bogdan Bogdanovich, who by all intents and purposes, figures to be the Hawks' sixth man, right? So he's usually the first guy up off the bench. I'm not sure what the rotation is going to look like this year, if he's going to do a situation where he rests Trey, um, and then he brings in Bogey to play with DeJounte, or if he brings in Bogey and Onyeka to to kind of uh, spell Trey and Clint. Not sure if he does that, but I'm pretty sure Bogey will be the sixth man off the bench. A few stats that you need to know about Bogey, right? So, the last three years, Bogey has averaged 53 games a season. 53 games a season. So, last year he played... um, What did he play last year? I think last year he played 60-something. The year before he was like 40-something, but... The average uh, for Bogey these last three years has been 54 games. So that leaves relatively 29 games available. 29 games available for other players to step up, other players to get minutes. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Um, I sent out uh, some polls I always like to give polls to you guys just to kind of get an idea of what you guys are thinking. Um, I said the last three seasons, Bogey has played 54, 63, and 44 games. I said, how many games this year does he play? Uh, The poll is still up. Again, if you're on uh, Twitter or X, (laughs) Uh, if you're still on there, go ahead and, and give Hawks beat a follow. 47% of you said he's going to play 65-plus games, which is, I guess, um, my options were 75-plus, 65-plus, 55-plus. Those were the options. 47% of you guys said he plays 65-plus games. 46% of you said he plays 55-plus games. And 7% of you, which were the very optimist, said he's going to play 75-plus games. Um... I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I I would probably say 65 plus games. Here's why. This I mean this for the first time in a while, Bogey is coming off a very healthy offseason. Now, I don't necessarily like the fact that he's playing international ball. I'm be honest with you. I don't really like the fact that he's playing for Serbia, but again, the man's going to play with his country. I get it. But Bogey's getting older, bro. Like and if you want to climb out of this space of mediocrity, you're going to need more than 65 games of bogey. You ju- you just are. Like, you're just a better team when he is in the lineup. For his career, the Hawks are 90 and 71 with bogey in the lineup. I don't know what percentage that is, but I know that that's better than 50%. Let me say that again. The Hawks are 90 and 71 with Bogey when he plays for the Atlanta Hawks. So 
it is more advantageous to have Bogey playing than it is for him not to be playing. Now, the question that I ask, is 60 games a stretch? Like, is 60 games too much to ask? Last year, he played 54, 63 the year before, 44 the year before. I think 60 is, I think it's a reasonable number. I think it's a reasonable number. Like, if y'all really trying to push, like, is y'all really trying to push, y'all just want to be out here being cute? If you're trying to push, if y'all trying to win some ball games, if you're trying to go into a run into the playoffs, he got to play, he got to give you 60 games. 60 games, right? Like, I think that's doable. Is it, is that doable? I think it's doable. So, um, I, I, I think he needs 60 games out of bogey, man. Like, if he's going to do it, I'm not sure. But I think that uh, more games with bogey is better than games without him. And I will say this. I do think that the Hawks need to have him on some type of load management. Not saying that he can't play back-to-backs or... Um, you know, you're watching his minutes, but, well, I guess that is what I'm saying. <laughs> I guess that's exactly what I'm saying. Maybe you need to watch his minutes. Maybe he doesn't need to play these back-to-backs, right? Like, I think that's exactly what I'm saying. Load manage, my boy. You know what I'm saying? If, if that's what's going to get him 60 games, then do it. Like, then do it. Gone are the days where these guys are NBA uh, Iron Men playing 82 games a season like that's just not the nba we play in nowadays guys don't practice you know this the, the collective bargaining agreement has it in their contract that these guys don't practice as much they don't play as much in the preseason and i and to be honest with you i think that's why i have all these injuries but that's neither here nor there um get 60 games out of bogey and you'll be fine um moving on I really like Bogey, man. I really like it. And to be honest with you, when they signed him to that deal, I was cool with it. You know, a lot of folks was like, what? Because they figured Bogey was going to be up out of here. I was cool with it. Listen, Bogey's your best shooter. Like, he is your best shooter. He led the team last year in three-point shooting. Shot, uh, I think, well over 40% from three. Like, that's your guy. Like, Bogey can. He, Bogey does a lot of things. And so... When he is going, like it's he it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, so yeah, big ups to Bogey. That will be the Hawks six man this season, and I do not see that changing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Next up, Onyeka Okongwu. I like saying his name. I remember when he first got drafted. I had the hardest time, like, <laughs> the hardest time saying Okongwu for some reason. I don't know why. But. Kongu is coming off a very solid year, his most um, consistent year, I will say. You know, his first full healthy year. Played 80 games. 80 games, man. 80 games, 23 minutes a game. Uh, when you look at the center minutes and how they were divvied up last season, 
Um, he played 23 minutes. Clint played 26. I see those numbers being very similar. Maybe even chipping his numbers up to 26, and maybe Clint's goes down to 23, right? Listen, we all know what we're going to get with Bogey. We know what we're going to get with Onyeka. These are two of the most... When you look at the Hawks bench, these are kind of your bench anchor guys, right? You know what you're going to get with Onyeka. You know what you're going to get with Bogey. The only question is, will Onyeka be closing these games out? I think that's the most important question. A lot of people talk about the starters and, and things like that. I, I tend to think like that's not as important as who closes out a game. That's just kind of my personal belief. Uh, when you look at Onyeka and you look at Clint, they both bring two different things to the table. Um, Anyeka is definitely the better Fito shooter, 78%. Clint, 60 Clint is a, is a is a better rebounder. And Anyeka, he's a decent rebounder. But like to, to say he's not better than Clint is not really a slap because Clint, he's be, he be like, he's legit like a top 10 rebounder in this league, right? So that's what Clint is. And Anyeka, I think that he can be a better rebounder, you know? But uh, I like Anyeka's toughness. I like everything he brings to the table. Another thing, the boy's 22 years old. Like, so he's still two, maybe even three years away from his peak. So, um, when you look at Anyaka Kangu, it's not a matter of, I'll say this. It's not a matter of if the boy is going to get his money. <laughs> it's just a matter of when he's going to get his money. He's going to get his bread. And, you know, the natural progression, you know, he's the heir apparent and everybody knows that. So um, we could get into a conversation of how long is Clint going to be around. I would think that's another podcast. We're not really doing that right now. But Anyeka is definitely going to be the guy. Like he's definitely going to get his shot at being a starting center in the NBA. And I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, I'm cool with it. You know, I think he needs to continue working on that little corner jumper. That little that little jumper from the elbow in that corner pocket three. I think he needs to keep on working on those things and develop that to some kind of a consistency where he can keep the defense honest. And I think you know what you're going to get with Onyeka. So you don't really need to go numbers with him. You don't really need to know about projections. I think his minutes go up and I think Clint's goes down. I think the, I see them again swip swapping those 23 and 26 minutes a game. So depending on the matchup. So. That is Onyeka Akangu. <laughs> I've mastered that name now. Now, to the guys who aren't as, <clears throat> as well, I'm not going to say aren't as predictable, but you kind of know more so what you're getting with those two vets. Next up, AJ Griffin. I believe AJ and Jalen are probably like the next two guys up, but I'll start with AJ. 19 years old, which is wild to me, like because he plays like such a veteran. And I think that when you look at his rookie season, that is one of the big takeaways. Like this man was playing like he was a vet, you know, um, kind of tailored off toward the end of the season. But um, 72 games played, which is impressive to me. Um, 72 games played because look. We are in no disrespect, no disrespect to the previous regime, but getting a rookie in there for 72 games is a good thing. 
<laughs> Veteran-like poise. He has some game winners. He's a shooter. Um, next to Bogey, he's a guy you want out there. He's a guy that can shoot it. If Bogey's going to be sitting down a couple games, I think this is the natural guy that you plug in in his stead, right? I think that if Bogey sits, if, you, if you're resting Bogey, I think that you run a triage between A.J. Griffin. I think you might see a little Garrison Matthews. And I think you might see a little Kobe Bufkin, to be honest with you. I think those three can make up the difference when you rest Bogey or if a Bogey's out or if one of the other guards are out. So I kind of see how that, uh, I kind of see it going like that as far as just the projections for next year. Um played 19 minutes a game last season and so the question is does he go from 19 minutes to let's say I don't know I imagine that his minutes would be somewhere around 22 does he go to 22 minutes does he get to 25 I think 25 might be a max I think that might be a little I think 22 is kind of the natural progression as far as minutes per game um you don't have those Aaron Holiday minutes <laughs> that are going to be there. Someone's got to fill those up. You know, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I think that the minutes will be somewhere between 22 and 25. Um, he started 12 games last year. Does that number go up? You know, uh, does that number jump to 15 or so? I don't know. But he, he I imagine that he's definitely going to have a bigger role Um he, he is so, like, the, the idea of what he can be is very exciting. A great kid, has a great smile. Like, I really pull for this guy. Like, I really pull for this guy. And I try not to get too close to the guys because I understand it's a business. But AJ's a guy that you can't help but to like. So, 19 years old, looking forward to a great sophomore season with AJ. And uh, we'll see. Again, 72 games played last year. I look for that number to go up, man. Like, hopefully, knocking on wood, uh, hopefully he stays healthy. I look for him to have, like, an Onyeka Kongu type year. Go ahead and give me 80, bruh. Like, if you can give me 80, give me 80. You 19. You, you, can handle, you can handle the grind. So, let's see. Let's get it. You know what I mean? So, that is A.J. Griffin. I got two more names I want to talk about real quick. Uh, Jalen Johnson and Kobe Bufkin. Um, I will start with Jalen, right? 6'9", 220, 220 is what he's listed as. I like his size. Um, pause. <laughs> I thought I paused there. Uh, 70 games played. And so, look, here's the thing. Last year, Jalen still had moments of looking lost as hell. Like, he looked lost defensively offensively he just looked lost at times um now there's reasons for that like in some cases you can almost argue that last year was his rookie year because that was the first time he really logged real nba minutes again no disrespect to the previous regime that's just what it is though you know what i mean he didn't get that much burn you know he got a lot he got all that all that college park burn in the freshman in his first year and, uh, yeah, so last year he averaged about 14 minutes a game. He played 70 games, which is really good. So here's my outlook for him. I see that number 14 getting close to 20. Um, I don't think he's going to be a starter unless he just has, like, a phenomenal training camp or, like, a phenomenal 
like um, preseason or just does something to wow Quinn Snyder. I just don't see it. Um, I think I see him getting close to 20 minutes a game. He's at, he's at 14 last year. So, yeah, jump that thing up to maybe five or six because there's a lot of power forward minutes there. Like, because John is gone, you know. And so, Sadiq Bey, for everything that he is, you know, Jalen Johnson will bring a different skill set to that power forward position. Now, granted, um, he still needs to work on his basketball IQ. <laughs> and that's that's on both sides of the ball. On both sides of the ball. The good and the bad of Jalen before we go to Kobe. The I'll start with the bad. I don't know if I like Jalen shooting these threes, y'all. <laughs> I don't know if I like him shooting these threes. Jalen shoot a three, he'll make a three, but he's not gonna make many of them. First year he shot 13 threes, made 23% of them. Okay, yeah, that's a small sample size. Last year, he shot 104 threes and made 28% of them. I don't really like that clip. <laughs> like I, I just I just don't like that clip. Like it could be I'm sure it can be better. Can he get into the 30 percentile thing? Is that like the goal? Is that what we're looking for? If he's if he can get into that 30 percent, then yeah, like that's run it. But man, like nah, you're not gonna be keep shooting these threes in the 20s. Like that's not we we can't have that. We can't have that, Jalen. So that's the bad. Um, as far as the good, uh, I think Jalen is a very good rebounder. Like very underrated rebounder. Um, per cert. Per 36 minutes, 9.7 rebounds was his average. And again, I remember watching him in College Park. I I covered some of his College Park games. And um, he was was an above average rebounder. Like he was really sneaky good as far as rebounding the ball. Um, You've got that versatility that he has. He can handle the ball. He can run like a gazelle. He can finish. So, again, like AJ, Jalen is a guy that a lot of people are excited about. And for good reason. For good reason. So, I'm looking for good things for Jalen this year. Help those minutes increase to close to, I don't know, maybe goes from 14. Maybe four, maybe 20 might be a stretch. But I think he can get there. I think 20 minutes a game might not be too far in the near distant future for Jalen. But, um, I really hope that um, he can really develop more this season and uh, looking forward to watching him. All right. As we finish things up, the last guy we're talking about is Kobe Bufkin. Kobe Bufkin, 6'4", 195, combo guard. And I, 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 I put combo guard on my notes for a specific reason because, because uh, many people forget, like, you know, coming out, He's more of a combo guard than he was a point guard. Now, during the summer league, the Hawks had him running the point, and it seems like that's kind of the vein that they want him to run. And I will say this. Um, learning the point guard position in the NBA is difficult, and that is a journey. Um, but if he can do both, if he can run the point and learn how to play b- b- off ball, that would be good for him. If he can do both of those and play a little, learn to play a little defense, then you'll get some minutes. You'll, you'll get some minutes, my boy. <laughs> you'll get some minutes, my boy. You play some defense, but uh, I think he. I think he's. Uh, I think that he doesn't make the rotation outright. Meaning, I think that he is guy number ten, and I think that um, Quinn is going to run a nine-man rotation. I was looking at some of the box scores from last year, and when Quinn got here, he ran a nine-man rotation. Nine man, nine man, nine man. Unless something 
uh, extravagant happens, if they're back-to-backs, then he may go longer with the rotations. But I think initially it's going to be a nine-man rotation, and I think Kobe might be that 10th guy. Now, here's the thing. You can be encouraged by A.J., last year because AJ was a rook and he played in 72 games right and so um now I do believe AJ is a better more uh I think he was more NBA ready than Kobe Bufkin is so that might be a reason why AJ got those 72 games um AJ also produced last year so like there was times like you even Nate had to play him you know what I mean so like yeah, AJ was that dude at that time. So that's sometimes last year. So um, there will be opportunity for Kobe. There will be opportunities for Kobe. So I think that, look, they didn't sign him to a regular season contract for nothing. So I, I think that there's going to be opportunity for him. I think that uh, developing him is a, I don't know how much of a priority, but I think that is something that uh, Snyder wants to work on. Um, he's a first round pick, man. So he's going to get his opportunities. If I were to put a number on it, if I were to put a number on it, I'd say he plays 50 games, 50 between 50 and 50 and 65. I'll say that. I'll say he plays between 50 and 65. We'll save this audio for the end of the year. We'll see how my, all my predictions ended out. So I think he plays 50 to 65 games. I don't think that. Um, he makes that starter initial start. And, and I actually had a poll on that. So let me go back to my poll real quick as we draw to an end. I sent out a poll for Kobe Bufkin. I said, does Kobe Bufkin make the initial rotation to begin the season? And 83% of you, 83% of you said no. And, you know, that's not a slight on my guy. That's just like, yo, man, you're just a rookie. Like, you know, rookies, it, it's hard to just come in and just start playing. You know, so um, I think eventually he'll get up in there. You know, he'll get up in there and and he'll get his his turn and his opportunity. But initially, uh, yeah, I think he's kind of the odd man out. So I think that's it, man. I think we got it all. That is how I see the second unit. So we will do our final uh, installment of um, the roster preview uh, in a few days. I, I probably put it out this weekend sometime. Um, and then we'll look at the starters. We'll look at some numbers and then we'll kind of talk preview some more and any other breaking news that may drop. We'll have that for you as well. But ladies and gentlemen, put a bow in this podcast. Like we always say, God is good all time and all time. God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.